We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about uh, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. She's Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And this is another episode of Brunch Culture, the weekly show where everything is up for discussion. We stuck in La La Land. Oh. That's all I had. That was That's all about okay. <laughs> oh. Yo, even when we win, we gonna lose. Yeah, even when we win, we gonna lose. So that that that's all I got though. <laughs> I keep I keep pausing so you can like yeah, finish and I it. Felt I'm like, like giving you. I you, wanted you to finish it. I didn't want to interrupt you though. I wanted to give you the flow so you can like make it happen. Yeah. It's you, you yeah. no yeah. Somebody right now is watching La La Land at a day's end. Not the one. Like why did she <laughs> Your twenty first birthday, somebody put you in the days in? I don't think I would have told nobody that. I would have told nobody, honestly. Real but talk. Does it... <laughs> and people like, oh well, you know, she young. You know when you young, you don't know no better. No, 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 no. you they're stars when you book a hotel. Twenty one? Days in Motel Six, Red Roof Inn. Those are things that you never stay at. If it got like, an N in the name, I'm probably not gonna be in there. That yeah, was just unless, my rule. Like, and I feel like Usher de- never went there either. <sighs> I feel like if he wanted her that bad, he would have put her in the Marriott. But I'm saying, like, not even put her there because apparently the story goes that like he hit her up and was like, "Where you staying at?" And it's like, "I'm gonna come through." But check this. Usher is known, like super known. So I just feel like so it's you dirty. Thought, in that. Well, Usher just pulled up to the Days Inn, and like nobody was had the camera phone. Nobody was taking pictures. Apparently, this uh, the lady at the front desk said she asked him for a picture, and he said he would give her one after he got done. But you don't think that she would have t- just took out her phone and just took a picture of him standing there? True. Like, come on, come on. This this is the day and age where we record everything. And even two years ago, the smartphones were smart in two years ago, right? That was what the iPhone 6. So, y'all had. Uh, I just feel like that story was way more damaging than anything. Like, real talk, Usher ain't come to no days in. And it's, yeah, it's because it's the days in. Very so, much you, so you didn't have a. In. So, I was the ignorant person that sent you the picture and was like. I don't know what I said, but you, I think you bust out laughing. I was dying laughing. I was, yeah. It was. All I said, I it sent was you the days in. The but it was before in. the days in. I sent you the picture and said that I don't think this happened. And that's all I said, and you bust out laughing. The thing that killed me, though, was like, I just. Altogether, Ricky Smiley had done already told me, told me that the girl had on the oversized stocking. <laughs> that she just pulled up to her her, her chest over her chest, and then like I look at the picture, and I'm like, oh, this does look like a stocking. Okay, this is look like a nude stocking, but all right, you know, I ain't gonna ride on. I ain't gonna ride on. Cause I'm like, y- y- you know, we never know. But then you come up with the whole days in thing. Like, come on now, this 
But apparently she's done this to a lot of rappers. And for those who don't know, who've been living under a rock, who are not on social media, Usher is being accused by this woman of having um, sex with her while having herpes without letting her know. So she doesn't actually have herpes. But she said the fact that he exposed her to it. Even more of why you know it's bull. Like how you, what what are you talking? Like, why are you telling us this? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, he didn't tell me. Well, you didn't get it. Like, that means you, you know, you dodged the bullet. Congratulations. Like, you didn't get burned. Keep moving. Shut up. Like, why this? And then the Lisa Bloom lady. Like. That's her. She was helping your girl. I was all for when she was on with Queen China. I was just, I was down for her, you know, standing up for our people. But now at this point, it's like, all right, now, come on, lady. You can't get with her now? I just can't get with her at all. Like, I don't... It's too much. This is just I, too much. She just seems you know. like somebody that's just thirsty to get clients. She wants fame. She wants to be known as, like, the, she the attorney to the stars. more for that press conference. They shouldn't have did a press conference, first of all. But if they were, just the whole get-up. It just looked very, I don't know, thrown together. It just it, it wasn't believable, and then this this days in thing was just even worse. Like the days in, like I wouldn't have told nobody that. I wouldn't have told no 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 no. Maybe if I was like eighteen, fresh out of college, I mean fresh out of high school, and like I had no experience. But even in college, like we was rolling, we went rolling at the days in. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we ain't have much, but it's like all right now we gonna you know. Somebody gonna get the couch, you know. We gonna hop and we gonna share the beds, but we not finna be in the days in. Like, we ain't got to be in the days in. The days in is nice. She was like, oh, it was like, oh yeah, she came. It was her birthday, and I was with my girls. That's a, like and... birthday though. That's a, like it's just even further disturbing because that was the birthday. birthday. Like, how did you? Who you booked your to? room at the days in? <laughs> We going to Jersey. We finna be at the Days Inn. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, no. The Days Inn. The who in? We not going. We, you might That's go. like the Motel Six is we Super 8. We might just sleep at the airport. Let's just sleep at the airport. We'll fly in today. You know. <laughs> like it's cleaner. Leave our luggage in one of the stalls in the bathroom. And just come back out. Like, we not finna... Not she dodged. She she not only dodged that from us. She dodged bed bugs. Right, bed bugs, roaches, smells. You know, porns being shot. Like she dodged all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Like we, the days in. Like, they was probably trapping in the next room. <laughs> and, uh, the, well, and they and they trapping. did it, but I they didn't see people Usher. trapping the days in. Never no, mind. Let me they shoot, they shoot pornos in the days in. That's why I don't like hotels. I'm telling you, like every. But you you don't like ho- you don't even like five star though. Yeah, I don't like any hotels. I feel like they're all nasty. So I feel like you've you've tainted me as far as like my ability to enjoy hotels. Yeah, and it sucks because I have to travel a lot now, and so I'm constantly staying in hotels, and they're nice hotels, but it's like now I don't feel comfortable just going to sleep. I'm sorry. I I just my for work me like I had to I was in Atlanta for three weeks straight and I had to live out of a hotel. It was the most uncomfortable because I never can go like like 
full sleep in a hotel. I'm always like half sleep, like waking up, turning around, looking at stuff, looking like, and it's, you know, it's fairly nice hotels and that's, that's great. And it's wonderful and all of that good stuff. But I'm at the end of the day, I told you the problem was growing up, my mom worked for a hotel. So I heard the horror stories and my mom would tell us like how you can look for stuff and how you can know if something was done right. And it's just all of that just really jacked me up. And so yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna be Patty LaBelle. My mom told me Patty LaBelle takes all her own sheets to hotels, and she strips. She has them strip. Sounds every good to me. And put. I was like, that's that's really serious. Auntie Patty, just like Auntie Maxine, reclaim your time at that hotel because you you need your sleep time. I need to do that. I need to get a set of sheets and just. That's. Yeah. I would love to do that, and the comforter. I always have to sleep with a comforter. <laughs> That's just gonna be too much luggage for me to carry. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check a bag. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, enough of that. Anyway, we <laughs> Usher wasn't at the days in. Real talk, it just didn't happen. Like, but did you see that old girl like drag Lil Duval on uh, Instagram? Which girl? The girl. Uh, Quant. What's her name? I don't want to mess up her name. Because although the I girl think that's she's accusing lying, Usher. Know. Yeah, yeah, her. She like was going in on Lil, Lil Duval on no, Instagram. No, I thought she went in on her mama. On her mom, what? She was going in on her mama. Oh, the plot thickens. I didn't know about her mama. I just knew about Lil Duval. Like, no, because she was her mom and her sister were saying that she was lying. Oh no! Her. So your family she, don't even <laughs> believe you. But apparently they're estranged. No, her mo- so. Oh. I was just gonna say her mama was probably embarrassed. Like I know this girl didn't tell the people she be staying at the Days Inn. She lied. <laughs> yeah, so they don't have a good relationship. So she was like, "No, she didn't. That didn't happen." Yeah, so, so there was it was all for the Days Inn. I'm telling you, they was just super so, embarrassed. Lil Duval, the she was going in on him. She went in on Lil Duval because you know she was talking about um, Lil Duval. I mean, Lil Duval said something about her her size, her weight. So she posted a picture of like Lil Duval and his mom and talking about his mom was fat. And, you know, honestly, though, real talk, it was although I think this young lady is clearly lying. Um, you got to give her you got to give her freedom. and You got to be like, you know what she did because she was going. It was like multiple posts. Like I didn't read all the captions because I was just like, no, but I was scrolling through and somebody had made um, like an Instagram collection of the photos that she was posted um or they would like see I, I saw some of the like comments that she was like leaving about him and so you know she was going in she she can hold her own obviously like you know this liar can come up with some 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 solid <laughs> stuff but uh but she couldn't think of a better place to stay though but the <laughs> days in yeah that's just next time when you do it old girl like but the end is residence in yeah I, I just that's Marriott. next time old girl just do a Come up with a new place somewhere else. Like it's a little more. You could have been like, we had one night at the W, and we would have been like, ah, you know what? That she probably was. I still would have thought she lying. You think so? I just don't, like Usher said, this is not his type. He doesn't have anything against her. Um, her like you know, look, it's just not his type. I just don't feel like that's somebody we've seen Usher with. 
Yeah, but I mean, but think about it though. With that, because I feel like that's a little that you can you can argue that down. Like this is not my type. Well, you went to Smasher. Like honestly, you know, a box is a box. Like you not <laughs> you were naturally trying to court this girl. Now, if she was saying like, oh, or Usher had been flying me to his concert across the country, then we, you know, that's different. You can be like, yeah, you know, this is probably not Usher's type. We never seen him with somebody like this. But it's like, I mean, he could have been feeling froggy. I'm like, you know what? I just need me a plus size woman. Like, I don't, I, for me, I don't think that that's a reason to be like, that's not the reason. Cause he's like, she's not his type. Like, I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't think it's that. I literally just think that these, it just, it, it just don't make sense. Like, this stuff just does not make sense. Like, Usher came to your hotel and it was the days in and like you invited him up to your room the days in be outside like you can see the doors from the street and then but they was like oh he came to the lobby so he it, it just does not make any sense like i feel like we can pull all these arguments apart and just be like you know what old girl i don't think that this really this stuff is just not really adding up and then on top of the fact that you don't even have herpes <laughs> why are you wasting my time this little eight 30, 60 seconds video or 30 seconds video clip or whatever it was from the press conference like we can't ever get this time back lady you wasting our time you don't have herpes he exposed you without telling you okay well you dodged the bullet how many other people have you slept with that probably exposed you and did not tell you anything and you just dodged the bullet thank god you dodged, dodged the bullet you know apparently she said she was with august alcina as well but you know say I don't know. an extra prayer thank god that you didn't get it and keep it moving <laughs> it's just her story is just like a whole waste of time it sounds like you just need to go to church and really just be like you know this needs to be a testimony more than a press conference you should stay you know like giving out of the guy who's the head of my life and my past is the first lady and all you members and all these and all your respective places i slept with usher and i didn't get herpes like that's what you should be doing you shouldn't be giving us a press conference trying to sue the man because you ain't catch nothing like it's just really crazy but you know what's not crazy and what's not a waste of time jay-z's moonlight i gave y'all a sample of it at the beginning um it wasn't able to you know give the full effect obviously yeah so it was it was dope i love to see them include Issa ray tiffany haddish her what is what is her last name haddish yeah you said it yeah okay okay tiffany um, Car the dude from Carmichael show. What is his name? Is his real name Carmichael? Ger- yeah, Gerard Carmichael. Gerard Carmichael. Um, so it was really good to see them. I didn't really know the a lot of other people. I know Lil Rail was in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's hilarious. Yep. And uh, what he, him, and um the other guy, I forget his name, but he was also in Get Out too. Oh, that was the main character. No, no, no. <laughs> gosh. Oh, you don't no, all I'm look not... alike, Lisa. No. no, I'm trying to figure out because I can't he remember. He was the who guy. He was the guy that um, his nose started bleeding when the camera. He got kidnapped at the oh, beginning okay. of the movie. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. that was okay, him. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So f- just I don't remember the other people. So that's why I was like, I don't remember seeing the dude from Get Out, but I was trying to figure out which guy it was. <laughs> you said you said he's the main character. Nah, Lisa, he wasn't the main character. <laughs> nah, that's all good. But no, it really was. I thought it was really good and I just because people kept I kept seeing people saying like uh, there was like a remake of Friends and I think I follow Issa Rae on Instagram and so I think she posted it too Um, 
and so I saw it and I really wasn't paying attention to it because Loki, I didn't watch Friends. I didn't like Friends. Oh, you didn't like Friends? I, n- I was just watching them the other day. The show is based in New York. There's a cast of, there's no black people. It's based in New York. There's no mm-hmm. black people. It's Melting pot. New York. There's no black people. Like, I just, I can't watch this show. Like, even as a kid, like, I just, I, and, and I didn't, I don't even think I really understood why I didn't watch it. I just had like this disinterest in it because to me, it seemed it wasn't genuine. Like it wasn't real. And then of course, you know, I've expressed my love for living single and to me, it just kind of seemed like that's what it was. And then later to find out, uh, Queen Latifah actually said it, that this was, no, they literally, this idea was, this idea for friends literally came from living single. Like it was meant to be the white version of living single. And then after that, I was like, yep, yeah, see, that's why I never watched it. Cause yeah, this is, I just, <laughs> I just want things to make, you know, I, I want things to make sense. And I feel like if I'm watching a show and there's a clear, like there's no diversity at all, but this is supposed to be like a young hip show at the time, you know, I, and then even now I'm like, but I don't want to watch that. Like there are clearly certain shows or certain things as like I can watch because it makes sense. Like if you look at, I think about something like a a full house or like a seventh heaven. Like to me, it's like, well, it kind of makes sense. There, there are no, you know, people of color or black people that are popping up because this is about this family and their interactions and their communities and their neighborhoods. Now I do feel like it's a bit far fetched or it could it people could be included, but to me that makes sense. But you are in New York City. Seinfeld was in New York and they don't did they ever I didn't really watch Seinfeld, but they didn't have black people either, did they? I, I didn't watch that either, but well I watched I would watch more of it, but th- their comedy was just more adult for me at the time. So I was just kind of like, I don't really get it. But no, I don't. I don't think they did. I think maybe they did for a little while. Was it? Um, there was somebody that played in that show for a little while. I forget. I don't um, know. I never watched it enough. It was stupid to me. Yeah, but I just Friends it just wasn't there. But anyway, so people kept talking about Moonlight. Back to Moonlight. We keep get going off on these tangents, but um. <laughs> people kept talking about it kept posting about it and then i finally was like let me watch it and i watched a little clip and then they were like exclusively on title and this is really bad it actually made me feel real real bad um i forgot that i have title <laughs> so bad i got rid of it mm, i'm sorry i'm really already paying bad. for apple music um i really forgot that i had just because i usually shazam a lot of stuff and the, the stuff that i listen to i've already purchased I've never used that so anyway I, I, I went to it and I was like, oh, wait, I got title. So I went and watched it and it was pretty dope. Like I, I got what the, I got the messaging. I got the things that he was saying. Um, it made, it was, it was really funny too, that he did friends because for that reason, he made this show that was an all white cast. That was a comedy an all black cast and still a comedy. But what to me was really, really um, interesting was that, all of the those he had all of these comics these people that are in comedy today and they're doing you know they're up and coming they're they're making names for themselves but them in these these roles they were actually very dumbed down like if you listen to the script and you listen to the things that they were saying none of the stuff and they had a laugh track too none of this stuff was 
like you know that they could be funnier that they can they can really go to the next level but they all were just kind of like oh okay even tiffany haddish's character like she was playing phoebe and you know when you watch friends or when people watch friends i was talking to um my friend about it and she was saying like oh yeah you know like friends is that that was the thing like they you got their humor and phoebe was kind of like the go-to person for comedy but tiffany haddish in this role was not really funny it was just kind of like ah tiffany haddish could have did something better than that but i think he was speaking to he did it in that way to kind of speak to having to live out this this role that was like these are the network these people with money that are not connected to the culture that are not creative um or not creative in in your your way of creativity they've kind of placed you in these roles and had you say these lines and it's supposed to be funny but you really aren't reaching your your full potential and it's because you're like you're stuck in this thing we're all just doing it you're recycling what's been done already but mm-hmm. you who are the source of talent that has all of this great stuff. And I think as viewers of this, that's what he was trying. He was making a point. I think he was very strategic in getting all of those people in that um, in in the little friends remake for that very reason. Like we know these people we're familiar with them from comedy spaces. You know, Issa Rae changes culture. The Carmichael show. It's just it, it, it really I don't I'm, I didn't mean change culture, but really like kind of sparks a lot of conversation and it's just kind of like shifting our, our the way that we we look at stuff and consume stuff with like hbo and making things free and all of that good stuff and so it's like all of this this talent is coming out of it and we're seeing these talented people expecting like oh they redid friends like how is this gonna be and you kind of watching it and it's a bit lackluster like i mean i guess but that wasn't really funny like uh, 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 that wasn't really funny and then at the end he had to like wake up and like you know this is not you know I, I appreciate that part like that enlightening like you're not like you're saying not gonna dumb yourself down yeah and what was interesting too was I went through I kind of want us to break I really wanted us to do a show on this I'm, I don't want to I'm get I got excited because I was like no I really did like this um but at the end I'll skip to the end part I won't go through every part of it but like the end part when he sits on the bench he looks up at the moonlight and did you catch that part like and then they play and the winner is La La Land yeah and you remember <laughs> from the from the Oscars though Oscars. yeah like they 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 announced La La Land all of La La Land got on stage and then they gave, they, they were like, oh, it was a mistake. It was Moonlight. And so it was like, yo, this goes perfect with the lyrics because he says we stuck in La La Land. La La Land. Even when we win, we're going to lose. Because it's like, yo, Moonlight won and the scandal was around well, what happened in La La Land and should this movie have one? La La Land was such a good movie. It got critically acclaimed and all this other stuff. And it's like, dang bruh we in these spaces you know we should be winning we gonna lose it just to me the 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 visual of that song really brought i mean of course i understood the song and you know follow the song the song was good um he even you know points about that when he's saying like y'all still signing deals after they done to our lauren hill like that was you know we got that but it's like seeing the visual too it's like dang that's true man that definitely did happen to moonlight like yesterday and like 
you know, people still out here talk about La La Land was such a great film, and I've yet to see it, but I haven't seen it. It doesn't interest me. I do like the guy Ryan in the movie. I can't think Gosling. Yeah, I like him. I think he's cute. But um, yeah, that's neither here nor there. A friend of mine just told me that he was supposed to be um, reviving or. I don't want to say I don't know if he said reviving jazz, but he was supposed to be like a new like jazz. He was going to shake up like jazz music, and then that was just done. <laughs> was oh, like, for the movie in oh, the movie, God, like yeah. that's what yeah, that's what his character was out to be. Like he wanted to, you know, he was going to be this this breakout like jazz musician that was really going to change everything, and he was going to kind of be the go to guy and. I just, I, you know, I just couldn't deal with it. I couldn't accept it. I, mm, mm, yeah, I'm done. I love that movie he has with Steve Carell. I watch that all the time. I don't know, I don't know what movie it is. <laughs> I here. can't think of yeah. it right now, but I, I love that movie. But speaking of something that should be, you know, I wish we didn't have to talk about this because I, I used to love Moesha. Moesha. The, you can the, still love her because she still exists. Moesha. She's on. I, she's on Instagram. <laughs> she's on Instagram, <laughs> replying to comments. But I'm just every saying, day. Like, what? What? What's her? What? What's her beef with Monica? Like the the fact that both of them to me are in the same boat now. Like they're not superstars, superstars, or like going on these world tours, selling out. They're doing the same type of venues. Like they're on par with each other like it's not like she's completely outshining you actually brandy has had some hits as of late you saw she had with chris brown was pretty pretty much a hit. a hit i don't think yeah i liked it oh okay <laughs> i i don't like yeah i don't know i was i mean i think it was more it was popular pers- than i was gonna say yeah as a monica fan, has yeah, if you're like straight, like a super Brandy fan vocals, but I mean, as just a song that's charted, I think it was more successful than some of Monica's recent attempts. Said that to say, I don't know why she's mad. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I think it's definitely. So let me just say this Monica still standing was writing. It did do really good. I actually think it was, it. And if it didn't debut at number one, it was like number two, but it did really good. I'm gonna look it up, but it was real good. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, <laughs> off of that, no, honestly, at the end of the day, I think it, the whole thing is just really stupid, and it's real sad though. It's just real, real sad because you have people. It, it it points out an insecurity, and that becomes extremely sad because it's like, yo, look, like. You ain't got to be try to be better than nobody. You just be you. That's the thing. And I I wish people would get that. And I feel like this um somebody posted um on like Facebook that uh the 16-year-old car- girl that Brandy played, she still is that same character sick like in 2017. And I was like it's sad but true, but what it what did it what it shows is that like money and fame really doesn't bring you happiness and it's not enough. And it's, it's so sad though, because it's like you are in the comment sections, which we know social media, we know the internet, we know that there are trolls, you know, that anything that you say and you do, people are going to pick apart. 
Um, people are going to always, because of your history, because of things that have happened, people are going to always try to, people know that there is a Brandy Monica beef. This has been going on since even before y'all did the boys and the boy is mine. That is actually what made the song, you know, so huge. And so it got so much attention because people are like, Oh my gosh, these two people are coming together. Like they don't like each other. And so, you know, that this happened. Why comment to these people? Why respond? Like, you should be somewhere just enjoying who you are, working on music, you know, preparing for Chicago. Like she's you can't take away, you know, Brandy's talent, right? Like she she's a talented young lady, extremely talented. But it's like, lady, enjoy your talent. Like clearly Monica ain't thinking about you. Why are you bringing up her name? Why are you mention her in the comments? Why are you saying that? Oh, Monica, Monica need to get her fans like. What? <laughs> what, what is, as if Monica's like has a string on people and she needs to be like all right now stop come on real in don't do like clearly the lady hasn't said anything to you about you like even when you've directly shaded her in a performance that was supposed to be about you you made it about her like you keep doing this what's going on like I think it re you really have something it shows that you're unhappy. Meanwhile, you got Monica over here posting about, you know, <laughs> I love the flowers and God has blessed me so much to just blink my eyes. Like clearly unbothered, not paying attention to it. Just, you know, I think she's I think it aggravates her that she's not paying entertaining her. And that's just that again, that speaks to how sad it is and how disturbing it is. And it's really sad, too, because, you know, you grow up and you see these people in these in in this particular light. And you think I remember growing up, I thought that like celebrities in order to become a celebrity, you had to be like this whole person you know you had to really have like great insight and be super wise and mature and all this other stuff and the internet and social media made me realize nah you don't like you know and now all you got to do is just go viral yeah that's it i mean you don't even have to have for the most part for celebrity you don't even have to have like true talent you just kind of got to be there and it's just real you know it's real it's real interesting it's real interesting this this fight for who Whitney Houston loved the most or who had the closest relationship with Whitney Houston, which I've had a friend that was like, yo, it's so crazy. People go be like, oh, which I still don't understand what torch Whitney passed Brandy. Like, I, you know, I love Brandy. I used to be like super Brandy was like, yo, I, I Brandy's music is great. I love listening to her voice. She got a raspy voice. You know, that's that's really, really dope. She actually sounded like she sounded like um this girl that I used to go to daycare center with that she used to sing and I used to be like, Oh my gosh, she got like your voice is the same. Like, this is so cool. Like I really like that, right? But this whole like, you know, I'm the vocal Bible and Whitney Houston pat the voice passed me to talk. Now come on now. Like we gotta stop. We gotta chill. That's not <laughs> I mean, I love Brandy. Like, don't get me wrong. I I was super excited to meet her like two years ago when she did Chicago and New York. Like, it was great. I'm not Just taking anything away from stuff. her. But it's kind of like, yo, we got to we got to chill, man. Yeah, she going through some things. A lot of things, and we we should add a we should make a prayer list. She gonna be at the top of it. Let's just you know. Wow. Let's <laughs> just pray for Brandy. Help Brandy, God. <laughs>
Help her, I think we need to pray and also send us some money for therapy. I don't think she needs the money. <laughs> you said, wait, send us some money for therapy? <laughs> Get off Twitter. Get off Instagram, I mean. That's the therapy. Go That's sit the on somebody's couch. What's that lady um, from Ricky Smiley Morning Show? Spirit. She's like, you need couch time? Yeah, she needs she need a whole like couch month. Just lay down. I, I think she might need a year. It's a lot <laughs> bubbling up. Got to be stuff. Got to be unwound. <laughs> stuff got to be unwound. You got to really <laughs> dig deep. Pull it apart. <laughs> she crazy. That's my, Get my, to my, the my room. best friend says it all the time. She's like, no, she really has a problem. Her her brain. She's not wrapped too tight. Like this is that this. If you think about it, it you know. We with with just the 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 reach and uh the reach and, and then the the people that we are connected to, we realized early on. I'm not going to be on social. I'm not about to be in the comments arguing with somebody that is clearly here to troll me. Like, you know, I, I'll if somebody expresses an opinion or asks a question, I'll respond. But I'm not about to be going back and forth, and I'm surely not about to be like, oh, and you know, old girl need to do this, or I don't even follow this person, and they need to go get they fat. Like, yo, cut your comments off. Shut up. <laughs> like, and they have this feature. Why? Why? And you're not even following them. Which is, oh gosh, I just yeah. You don't have to ink like you don't have to. It's, it's so tiring. <laughs> you can block but, them, remove them. Just was it, was it Remy Ma that says she just blocked people? Like she's her favorite button is the block button, and I'm like, yo, you know what, Remy Ma, I respect that because you going It's better you do that than to be out here looking like a plum bum responding to people. Number one, that you don't know. Number two, that probably have like four followers and three teeth and they literally just doing this because this is the highlight of their day knowing that they got added by you and you got money but that's not changing their life like they're not gonna get some awesome career as like a professional you know troller <laughs> no you just literally sit home with your three teeth and your five followers and do the same thing like why are you bothered exactly so y'all, what tell us what y'all think about our mimosas and orange juice this week. What do you think about Usher's accusers? Do you go to the days in? I mean, I would say we won't judge you, but we have. Don't tell me if you um, go to the days in. <laughs> what did you think know. about Jay Z Moonlight? And do you want to join the fund me, go fund me that we probably gonna start for Brandy to help her go um, to therapy? I don't know. Be interact with you on social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'll be back with our main dish. All right, we're back with our main dish, and today's main dish is about Charlottesville. Um, I, I think that everybody knows about this now and what's been going on. A alt white 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 supremacist group is there protesting the removal of the Robert E. Lee um, monument um, because they passed legislation to remove those Confederate monuments, and so they're protesting that um, com- the removal of the Robert E. Lee monument. And because of that violence, there were protesters that were um, countering 
um, those and they were peaceful protests for the most part, but some kind of argument ensued and there was violence in the streets. And then on today, a car was ran into the crowd by a white supremacist affiliate with this group and killed one person and several of them are injured. And I saw so many people condemning it. President Trump released a statement and it was almost good until he went off the beaten path and said, what was his exact words? Was it uh, on all sides? Yeah. He said there was a lot of hatred and a lot of, uh, of violence. Yeah. On, yeah, on, on all sides. On, on all sides. And so he kind of put the protesters that were anti-alt-right that were kind of against them on the same path, on the same level as them and saying, essentially saying both of them were problematic. And it's like, no, no. What? (sighs) So I want to get through this story before I even go and dive into Trump's comments. And so there were a lot of GOP people, which I was surprised they came out that strong saying, you know, President President Trump, you're wrong um, on this. Uh, You should have been more straightforward. You should have called it like it was. It is domestic terrorism. It is white supremacy. And he will not for the life of him. It takes him forever to say something about white supremacy. Mainly, I believe, because a lot of them are his supporters. And he, anybody, Donald Trump is loyal to people that are loyal to him. That he feels are loyal to him. Right or wrong, that seems to be his trend. And it's going to be, I think, one of his greatest downfalls. Obviously, he's already on a a path of a slippery slope. I don't even think he realizes it. But so um, people were coming out and condemning it. But I thought it was interesting. It's easy for them to condemn on the the far right. It's easy for them to condemn these acts of um, open um, supremacy. But when it comes to systemic supremacy they're slow to act um they don't understand it they only understand the most radical form but the forms that we deal with every day they don't understand those and it's easy for them to attack this and say well i'm not i'm anti-racism well no you're not because you still kind of perpetuate these things through laws and legislation and in the way you in the way you hire and the fact that there's no diversity. So you might not be a David Duke, but you're his cousin. Right. <laughs> and so we want to talk about that today. Kind of when people kind of quote unquote join our side and say we're anti-racism. But at the same time, we have to amen that, that fact that, okay, yes, we're amening the fact that what they're doing in Charlottesville is wrong. But we we also want them to recognize that Charlottesville is not the only where the only place right now that white supremacy is functioning in right. America. Absolutely. And it's 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 to that point, Charlottesville didn't happen overnight. It wasn't something that just, you know, just kind of came up and it's like, oh, my gosh. And what first what what has become increasingly frustrating to me is I've really tried to dodge seeing a lot or hearing a lot of consuming a lot of that today um just because you know life work and it's just kind of like i want to 
want to be able to woosah and relax. But what what I ended up doing is listening to, you know, turning on television and starting to watch the news and hear that it's these small things that led to this. It's stuff like questioning, you know, do we know if this guy that ran into this car that ran into this crowd saying things like, well, do we know if he intended to, to target them? Do we know if he really is a white supremacist? Do we know that he's a part of the neo-Nazi? Do we know that he's a sympathizer of those people? Like it's this type of approach and this type of let's kind of play, let's kind of play dummy and ask the questions and kind of promote this idea or let people say say that we're doing it for the sake of being fair instead of just calling a thing a thing right when we have when we've had protests in other places and those protests or portions of those protests have become violent we haven't had or we didn't say well do we know that these people are part of the the black lives matter movement do we know that we, like those questions aren't really asked we automatically if yeah if, exactly if the journalist themselves doesn't do it they the, the the network makes sure that somebody comes on that's a commentator and they automatically jump to that assumption and they allow them to do that but in this space we're starting to see that you know it's a lot of questions and everybody's like well let's let's be careful now not to call these people, you know, by a name, if we don't know that that name applies to them. Is the that former lieutenant of, of lieutenant governor of South Carolina did that for a whole 30 minutes on CNN. Frustrated yeah. the heck out of me. And it's, it's extremely frustrating because it's like, these are the things, this is exactly what we're saying. This didn't happen overnight. Is this type of stuff, is this type of th- these like, undercover soft overlooks these things that people are saying well well, that's not racist or i'm not being racist or this isn't really a problem when you allow these little things to happen without calling them out you you create a space where people get to navigate in these places where they don't have to own up to their true actions where they they aren't directly called out for their bs and called out for the wrongs that in the ills that they put out into our country into our society they aren't called out for those things they're given an opportunity to kind of play like oh i don't know play dummy and just kind of like take a step back and not do it and these are the things that lead to it and the reason that so many people um were were, are are frustrated and i was you know kudos to those politicians or those leaders that have called out the president directly and particularly those those white leaders that have done it because we talk about the 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 importance of us being unified as a country, right? We talk mm-hmm. about the need for Donald Trump himself, you know, the, the, he talks about the need for us to love each other and not to only, um, you know, be friends with each other, but to actually take it to the next step and to love each other. And a part of loving someone is understanding their struggle. A part of loving someone is if, even if you can't understand, you hear their struggle and you don't denounce that. And so you give them the opportunity to hear what's going on. And you recognize that, you know what? I don't have your experience. I don't look like you. And I don't look like the people that say these things. And I know for sure it's been historically documented that our country has a history of oppression of a certain type of people. So when those type of people speak as a person, as a white person, 
let me let me listen. Let me hear what you have to say and let me at least give you the ability to say what you have to say and let me stand with you as an American because we are patriotic and because I am patriotic. Let me stand in that way and that's what we need to be doing and and the fact that we have a president that that didn't do that and didn't directly speak down and speak against it these are the things that are frustrating because these spaces and these these types of actions and these types of coming together of minds to denounce people and say things like we're taking our country back. Well, who are you taking it from? Because we are all Americans and this is all of our countries. And you we're took told. it from somebody. It, and that you, it, <laughs> you know if you really want to be real about it like let's be real and it's like you know th- that's the type of thing that becomes extremely frustrating because it's kind of like well look hold on you know as americans um and, and to say that i'm a, i'm an american i have to understand and i have to accept you know that there are all kinds of people in our country and we you know we thrive off that we we benefit off that we consider ourselves the greatest nation in in the world as a result of our diversity and because of that so i cannot say that i am an american and i can carry an american flag and also have a a, a Nazi symbol on it. I can't carry an American flag and also couple that with a Confederate flag, not without recognizing that, Hey, this is problematic. This is un-American. Like that is not, that shouldn't be allowed. It's not right. And it's, it's people that don't speak out about these things. It's people that don't stand with the other Americans that are saying that we are oppressed that are the problem. It's those people that are the issue. And this is why everybody's upset at this point in time with the president for not directly speaking down for those. And this is why, you know, we appreciate those people that have directly said it. Um, hey, this is this is this white nationalist group these are these neo-nazis you know this is the this is the clan like they're speaking directly to these people and, and pointing it out like you are the problem that that's how we can say as americans we are not going to allow this there is a difference and i, I we've heard you know we were watching cnn together and we've heard people um kind of come on and, and and say that well you know you you didn't we don't condemn uh, the Black Lives Matter movement when they they organize or when they march. You know, nobody is condemning this group of people or these these organizations. We're not condemning them from organizing and marching, but we're condemning them from organizing and marching and marching with the intent of we have saying things like we have to take our country back. We are holding up symbols and flags and signs that has that have been our country has actually fought for these things fought and won for these things to go away. And so we have people here that claim to be, you know, patriots and they want to wear these things and they want They want to, you know, wave these things and they do it saying that we're going to take our country back. Well, who are you taking it back from? Because I'm a natural born American citizen. I, I was, as far as I I know, this is this this land is your land and this land is my my land, right? Is mm-hmm. that not <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? And it's like it's that type of that type of thing that you know you have people argue 
and kind of overlook the things that we're saying. We're pointing out, hey, it's so important for you to actually acknowledge this. It's important for you to not say that all lives matter as a response to us saying that black lives matter. And literally because the the entire or saying white lives matter did you say that see they were chanting white lives matter yeah life? and it's like that those things and we're not gonna be taken back from the jewish people we gonna take our country back from the jewish people those things literally come from a cry for help a cry for a problem and so you develop those things and you want to condemn that well you can't say that black lives matter if this no no no, no. you only develop all lives matter you only de- developed all of these things as a result of this like your intent was not to to call out an issue was not to help the oppressed people you're using those excuses now as a blanket but that's not as a blanket to kind of allow yourself to exist in that space. And so people that don't, and these are not just the leaders. And I want to be very clear here and I'm going to give the floor back to you, but I want to be very clear that we're not just calling out those people that are leaders to do this. These people exist. Those people that were down in Charlottesville are not, you know, they're not just like some backwoods people that decide to show up. These are the people that we interact with, right? These are the people that, say things like you know i don't want to get let's not make this political when you wear something that is in support of somebody that has liberal ideas or when you're saying that hey i want to give context and space for people that are different from me and i just think that you know that should be okay like we can have different differences about policy and you know how things should go about but honestly i think that people should allow to should be allowed to be themselves and you know they should live without fear of being profiled or things like that like it's those people that that take issue with those types of things those very very basic rights that we all should share and that we all are supposed to share as citizens of this country those are the people that were out there. So I saw a post where somebody said like, yo, these are, these people wear suits. These people are, mm-hmm. you know, they're accountants, they're, they're public speakers, they're public servants. They are, they're, they're pastors, they're preachers, they're barbers. They exist everywhere. And so when we call these people out, that's why it is somebody that's more conservative. That's why it behooves you to say, you know what? This is not acceptable. Then it behooves you to say, you know what? Let me listen to what this person that has a obviously a different experience than I do. Let me hear what they have to say and let me think critically about it and and consider what they're saying and say, you know what, how can I help? Because I am a part of this community and I don't believe that like I'm not a racist. So if I'm not a racist, then I should be making sure that I'm listening to what you're saying and going to other people and saying, Hey, look, I don't think that this is right. Or I get what they're saying. How would I feel if somebody treated me that way? How, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, those are, these are the people that are responsible for it. it is it's not just yes it comes from leadership and yes we have a problem you know with the rhetoric that our our leadership has put out but we also have to realize that these people aren't just the stigma of these people just being like snaggatooth you know backwoods folks that's just not it like mm-hmm. these are extremely educated people you know what i'm saying these are successful people these are wealthy people those are the people that, that are out there and you know a lot of these people are were they're college students um 
that that they're millennials, which is the other crazy thing, right? You know, yeah, because of- you think a time would erase it, or each generation would get better, but it's just it's it's kind of like a reincarnation of it. Exactly, it's not it 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 it, it hasn't like this exists on our watch within our peer group, and that. That in itself becomes that's the problem. And, 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 and so I say that to say that as we interact with people and as we we talk about these things, this is why, you know, we have to be mindful of ways in which our own biases, ways in which, you know, we kind of overlook things or don't speak out, speak about things or don't call out certain things. This is how that's problematic because these types of situations don't just happen because, you know, 50 people decided to get together. They just had this bright idea on Thursday. They decided to get together on Friday and they, they, you know, acted everything out on Saturday. It didn't come from that. It literally is like, Oh, well, I don't have to consider this person. I don't have to give context to that group of people. I don't have to care about those people. You have so many people that's just saying, no, that's not it. No, give them a chance. No, you don't know for sure. And you're not engaging them. You're not challenging them saying, hey, if this is not the case, that's fine. I just want to make sure that you understand that we can't do that because we are Americans. That is that's the problem. When you see a Muslim person um and whether no matter what your faith base is honestly this is the example of knowing that i can't allow that person to be mistreated i can't allow me to say something that's a that that would be offensive to them or to call them out or to pick on them because honestly allowing these little infringements is what leads to this type of thing and so now we have people that are saying stuff like i refuse to believe that this is our country and it's like how are you refusing to believe it? Turn on the television. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> like, you refusing to believe it is not going to take it back. It's actually happening. Like we can see it <laughs> like live and in color. Like the revolution is being televised. We have to stop trying to ignore it. We have to I, I kind of just, I wonder, do people like, are they on drugs? Are they on, like, are they, they are the drug? Like they literally are crack. Like they have to be. <laughs> what is Paris Denard on? Because you know that's my. I just can't. <sighs> this young man, I just don't. You know, you don't know who Paris Denard is. He's a correspondent on CNN. He was. Don't waste your uh, time trying to figure it out. He worked with. It's he worked helpful. in the Bush administration as a aide. Is focused on the African American community. I don't know if he reached us during that time because. Yeah, we're not aware of him. Anyway, he's on there, and he's been on there with Angela Rye. He was on there with Van and um, Justin Du Bois. I think that's his last name. Um, That was the former uh, religious um, advisor to President Obama. But he is constantly, constantly defending Trump at every, no matter what it is. Like, it could be on this issue he went in and then tried to bring President Obama in as well so it's just like commentators like him and like Randall was speaking speaking of before the the former lieutenant governor of South Carolina who constantly act as if these things aren't happening just to me proves how disconnected they are I feel like there's this false thought that if you deny 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 the other side is just going to forget what's happening. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna look at what they see with the right eyes. It's like people have more respect for you if you say, you know what, this is my position, but these are the arguments that are faulty in my position, and also these are the or even in my in my position and my group, these are the people who did egregious things. And so I'm going to speak up about that. That makes you stronger and gives you more integrity. Absolutely. To act like they don't do anything and you're just going with the flow. Like, what's the point? I I was thinking about this uh, last week. But when we talk about, like, you know, black people, because Paris is black and he's, you know, a strong supporter of the Trump administration. What's the point of sitting, getting a seat at a quote unquote table when you are an echo and not a voice? Well, like, Armorosa said that we should be on the table, <laughs> which was crazy. She was like, if you're not on the table, you're on the menu. Well, do you realize that the stuff that's on the table came from the menu? You done? But I like- don't know if we should trust it because April Ryan said last, just last a few months ago, she was selling cell phones. So I'm not sure. <laughs> If y'all like, if y'all listen to Angela Rye on one, you'll know that April Ryan was on there, and she, her, her and Omarosa used to be real tight, uh, but they got into it, and they fell out, and then so, um, April Ryan put on blast on Angela Rye on one and said she was selling cell phones, which was um, hilarious. Yeah, so I'm not said that to say I'm not sure how much we should trust anything she says. <laughs> right. <laughs> or how much uh, experience she has for this. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, these people that are African Americans that are at these quote-unquote on or at uh, the table don't have a voice. They're just an echo. And right. that's just, to me, a waste of a person. Absolutely. And, and one thing that I, I want to make very clear, and I think it, I was actually just thinking about it as you were talking, and I was actually glad that you pointed out the fact that Paris is, is, is black because, you know, these types of problems, although they're very prevalent, you know, on opposite sides of racial groups, they're not just, the liberal movement is not just black. It's not just people of color. And the conservative movement is not just, you know, white people. Like, when I say that we have to realize that these people exist in our lives and in our spaces, we have to know that it's not just like you're out looking for all of the people that's of a different race. You really are saying like, no, I'm not accepting this BS from anybody. I'm not accepting this BS on myself. I was actually having a conversation um, with a friend this past week. And just and this is literally just a conversation between the two of us. We're not even having this conversation on the phone. Like, you know, I can't be like, oh, somebody's just going to hear me. Literally, we're just having this this conversation in front of each other. And I was about to say something. I was like, you know what? That actually was really I was going to say something, but it was going to be really unfair. And it was going to be a really ignorant statement. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to allow myself to have these types of thoughts or say these types of things amongst friends although we all know there's certain things that you know you do with your friends because it's kind of like well you know i'm doing it for fun i don't mean it i'm not going to treat somebody that way but i i feel like at some point in time we have to challenge ourselves especially in these times to say that you know what i'm not going to allow myself to uh, make this type of statement or to carry out this type of thought because that is the the building blocks for 
carrying this out in some other way and know that you know that doesn't mean like you are this horrible person it's, it's interesting i think about president obama's uh uh tweet that he put out basically it was a quote from nelson mandela about everything that's going on and a part of it says like people aren't born to essentially hate um i'm paraphrasing but people aren't born to hate they were taught that and i think that that is that speaks to um this idea of like yo we gotta we kind of gotta check ourselves and we gotta check the people around us and we gotta know that these things don't just have one face bigotry doesn't have just you know one profile or one skin tone um or one financial bracket like hatred racism whatever it is all of these things we have to check ourselves because if we don't if those things go Un, un unmatched and uncovered and we will have situations like this and it won't be just this one place in like a small town these will start to have happen in major cities i saw somebody that that tweeted that you know this type of thing would never happen where i'm from because we just wouldn't stand for it and it's like you know that sounds really great it sounds wonderful but when these people come and you start realizing that, you know, they aren't just met with the locals, it's not just the people that's there. It's like, yo, people are coming from other cities, other states to come to this type of event. And then you start realizing this person that you've been laughing with, allowing to carry out these types of thoughts, they turn and they join in too. So it's like, wait, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they coming from everywhere. I don't know what's going on. We got to check this stuff and we have to know that. It's not one type of person that's doing it. Um, and I don't want to say one type of person is doing it, but saying that these people can exist anywhere. And we have to know that we have to acknowledge and accept that these people are in our backyards. They're in our offices. They are in our in our grocery store. They're where we live. People with these types of thoughts are. And I say that to say that we have to make sure that we are challenging people to know that, hey, that is not what the definition of being an American is. It is not patriotic it is not american to tell somebody that i'm taking my country back or you know people are so sensitive and you can't say nothing about nobody like yo what that may be true to whatever degree but that doesn't give you an excuse to treat anybody like crap you know what i'm saying that doesn't give you an excuse to offend somebody doesn't give you an excuse to call somebody out of their name it doesn't give you an excuse to overlook somebody just because you don't feel like their thoughts their opinions or feelings are valuable enough for you to have to be mindful of if you can do if you want people to be do, do it for you do it for everybody else mm-hmm. yeah and i i heard justin dubois say something that i thought was so profound we are to speak the truth in love, but make sure you speak it, you know, because some people use that like as a as a cliche, not as cliche because it is true, but as a way to dumb down truth. Right. Like, well, you got to speak the truth in love. OK, but don't take it to the point where you don't say anything at all about yeah. the injustices in this world because you like, well, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. No, you got to call it out. Exactly. Because that's the only that literally is the only way that we can solve this problem. And it and it has to be a collective effort. It is all of our responsibilities. And I just it, it really is. It, it really hit me to knowing that, you know, I feel like as as black people, based on, you know, the hist our history, 
in this country is very we're very reluctant to say that, you know, this is my country. But the truth of the matter is, it is. Mm-hmm. Their blood was shed for this to be my country. People died for this to be my country. And so if you have the right to claim it, so do I. If it is your country, it is my country too. You ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. And so you going to fix it. We're going to fix it. And you are going to be a part of this process of fixing it with me and you are going to understand that I am not somebody that you can mistreat that I am your equal that I am not calling myself better than you and I will not allow you to call myself better than me we are very different we're diverse our diversity is what makes us great and we are going to move forward with that we are not making America a great again we are continue to make it continuing to make America great because that is what we are here to do this idea of taking things back is problematic. And I think we have to understand where these types of things come from and how they're perpetuated. And you're basically throwing a little bit of more juice on the fire, just a little bit of more ammo on the fire to make it burn, like get larger and larger and larger. And before you know it, we have a forest fire and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, we got to stop it. No. Cause I I'm just anti fires. And it's kind of like, but you didn't see how, you were throwing little pieces of wood and, and, and clothing and uh, aerosols and all of this stuff in there to make this explosion. This just didn't happen. You letting these things exist was the problem. And that's that's what we got to deal with. So y'all tell us what y'all think about Charlottesville. What were y'all thoughts? What did y'all think about President Trump? What did you think about what we just talked about? What did you think if you saw CNN and you saw Paris you was thinking the same thing we say thinking what the heck let us know hashtag chat bc and we'll be back with our toast or roast all right we are back with the toast of roast portion of our show and i'm gonna dive right into it i have a toast this week so um i actually saw a a YouTube clip and it was an article that was done on it by PBS News Hour by a law professor named I'm gonna I might butcher his name so I'm gonna say it I'm gonna try to say it and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna spell it out for y'all so it's uh I think it's Eko Yanka it is E K O W last name is Y A N K A H Eko Yanka. I do apologize if I just butchered that, but he's a uh, law professor at at Yeshiva University, and he came out, he has this essay, and he created a video, um, it's a YouTube video of him actually just reciting the essay, and it actually really touched me because it was something that I had been thinking about. Um, We have, and I've been thinking about this for years now, you know, with the 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 push to help people that are addicted and to to help people with this opioid crisis and you know their CNN I saw their they did a special and I didn't watch it cuz I couldn't sit there and watch it for long periods of time just because of this type of thought um but they did a special on basically putting faces to the names and they talked about um a 15-year-old cheerleader that 
basically got addicted and she was, you know, she's been addicted and they talk about all these people and, you know, people that are just, you know, everyday citizens and they got hooked on drugs and how, you know, as a society, we have to do stuff to help these sick patients. And it really, 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 um, kind of bothers me in the sense that we all know about the crack epidemic and we all know the effects that that had on impoverished communities and communities of color. And, you know, we know that the response as a whole, not just from the federal government, but for us as citizens as well, was not one of we have to help people. We got to get them help. These people are sick. You know, it was really... It, they got to go to jail. They're, they're committing crimes. You know, you got to say no to drugs. And if you don't say no to drugs, then you go to jail. You did the crime. You have to do the time. And we see that just the response as a whole, as a collective, is completely different this way around. And I I, I say I want to toast to uh, this professor, um, Mr. Yonka, uh, because he, his essay was just so... It was so well written and I feel like he really articulated my thoughts and my feelings on it like to a T in that, you know, we're excited and we're happy because we want to see people get help. And we do see that, you know, there's a humanity in this and we have to consider people's humanity and how that addiction really is something that is just not easy for people to just turn on and turn off. It's a struggle and we have to acknowledge that and provide resources to help people. So it's amazing seeing people get that help, but we also, it's hard to not think about the ways in which that crippled, you know, our communities, the ways in which that led to so many people, having to grow up without parents or you know without grandparents or certain siblings or whatever like it really impacted people's lives um and we didn't get that same type of of of, of acknowledgement and he he makes it a very very he makes a very good point um at acknowledging how race played such a role plays such a role in that and and t- it kind of goes in line with what we talked about for our main dish and how we have to be mindful of this and hopefully that this is the last time that something like this happens in which there's clear evidence and data to show that you know as a collective we are concerned about one but we're condemning the other one and how problematic that is and how as Americans because we are all American citizens how we have to look at another person and view you you as an American citizen and fight fervently for your ability to recover, to make a make a mistake and to be able to overcome that in the same way that I would do for myself, for my child, for my siblings, for my parents, for my my family. I have to look at you as a family member and truly say that, you know what, while I might disagree with your policy, your thoughts, I might disagree with your faith. I might disagree with your sexuality. I might disagree with your fashion i might disagree with all kinds of stuff but at the end of the day what i can agree with is that you should have the same freedom to do what you would like to as i would because if it were me on the other end i would be advocating for myself and i would be advocating for that to happen too so my toast this week is to uh professor yanka eco yanka Gosh, I feel like I'm butchering this man's name. I, I apologize. I know this might be like, how are you going to toast the man and jack his name up? But it really is. It's, it's me. I do apologize. But I want to toast him for this essay. We're going to put it out on our uh, brunch culture uh, social media page so you guys can check it out. But it's a really dope essay. So toast to him.
Dope, dope. So I want to toast this week to Wes Bellamy. He is the vice mayor of Charlottesville. He's an African-American uh, male and he's a millennial. And he at the press conference, everybody had on the suit. This one was so dope. He had on the T-shirt that say menace to supremacy. Nice. I don't know if you saw it. And so when they, he's been interviewed several times throughout the day. And so the last interview he did with CNN, they said, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bellamy. He said, no, that's Dr. Bellamy. I just finished my dissertation. Nice. <laughs> he called, he called the, uh, he called, uh, president. Um, he was like, there was like, Mr. President, he said 45. <laughs> and I was like, I've never seen this on TV. But I love that he followed up with, and no, Bellamy finished my dissertation. Because he's like, you see me rocking this t-shirt, and you probably, and I'm the vice mayor of a city, and I'm like the youngest person from when I was reading his bio, the youngest person to ever sit on the city council. And obviously, I think the first African-American to hold that position, I don't think we had vice mayors in Jacksonville. So that was new to me. But they had that title and he's like there and he's speaking up and he's like, everybody needs to call this um, domestic terrorism. And they were like, people are saying it. He said, has 45 said it? Right. And, and so it's just his thing about being there and just being when I'm saying like getting the seat at the table and being a voice, right. it's like, that's what I appreciate. It's like, he's like, you could tell just from his interviews today that he's like, no, I'm going to be a voice. I don't care. I'm, you know, I, everybody rocking suits. I'm a rock my minister supremacy t-shirt because this is a problem. And I, I, I really appreciate that. So shout out to you, Dr. West Bellamy. Um, keep doing the daggone thing and our prayers go to you and your city in this time and those who lost um, and the and the young lady and also the police officers who died in a helicopter crash um, their families as well so uh, yeah that was that was dope absolutely so we are going to uh, leave you guys with a good vibe this week again the good vibe is just for you guys to consider um, and to use, to think about, to ponder on, and to share with people throughout the week. Um, this week's good vibe is an African proverb, and it reads, the eye crosses the river before the body. Mm, again, mm-hmm. that is the eye crosses the river before the body. Um, take a t- if you don't if you don't really get it, I want to explain it, but I don't want to explain it to you. If you don't automatically get it, take some time and think about it. I think it's it can be very self explanatory. Sometimes things can be super simple that you might miss it. Um, but it, I feel like it's really really powerful. And consider that and know that you know that first part has to happen. I I just might as well say it. Your eyes have to be able to see it. You have to be able to vision and have that vision before your body can physically do it. And so that 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 is a that is a testament to you being able to see yourself in certain spaces and be, begin to close your eyes and imagine yourself live out that thing, walk out that thing. Consider how you will be with your personality now and your 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 habits now. Would those have and that personality fit into this new space that you want to be in and if not start making the, the changes and adjustments so that you can be there but just know that you have to be able to visualize it before you can actually physically be there um and carry that out through through this week let's think about you know who we are where we are we are where whenever you listen to this episode 
Consider who you want to be in five years. Visualize that thing, conceptualize it, internalize it, and then just walk for it so that you can live it out. Um, I know we've been here for a minute. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening to Brunch Culture for another episode of Brunch Culture. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Um, I know that this episode was a bit heavy, but we actually hope that we were able to um, inspire and connect with people and just to foster some conversation and to make people think about, you know, the things that are happening and and what we can do on a very uh, realistic scale immediate scale to to actually get things done so we thank you guys for listening make sure that you check out our website at www.brunchculturebc.com we're also on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture and as always remember here at brunch culture everything is up for discussion